It takes money. I delay a puppy's dreams. You kill a puppy's dreams. Ben is very gay. <laughs> and that wasn't the vibe I was trying to put out that night. Well, if I'm a murderer, yeah. I'm just programming a car to go to the local primary school and be like, Ben, this is your family's car. <laughs> yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Seaboat. Queen Radio. It's in ramblings. Ketchup versus tomato sauce. I thought they were the same. Right? But Aren't I they? To, well... That was always my impression. Mm. But I went to a barbecue not that long ago. Right. And I was asked to bring the tomato sauce. Yeah, but did they ask for tomato sauce or ketchup? I, they, were asked, they asked for tomato sauce. Okay. And that's what I brought. Well, I mean, case, case closed. Where's my gavel? <laughs> well, I'm glad you're on my side, but one of the guests... Well, you can't say bring mustard, then you bring mustard, and they're like, no, no, I meant Colonel Mustard. <laughs> It wasn't. We're it wasn't, missing him from our game of Cluedo, and now the game's unplayable. It wasn't the host. Okay. That said it. It was one of the guests that were like very much weird request again. Who requests things for someone else's party? I'm going to start doing. No, it. no. The host requested me to bring the tomato sauce. Oh right. And then one of the guests picked it up and looked at it and was like, "Huh, tomato sauce, eh?" And was very much offended that I didn't get ketchup. Oh, that's weird. That's what I thought. I'm like, what's the difference? But also, like, ketchup's American. Australian, are they American? No. If it's this, always been tomato sauce if here. this does influence anything, they're marrying an American. I mean, may, have they been in America a lot? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like the idea that a guest at a party can tell you to bring things to someone else's party. I just start sabotaging parties. What would you ask people to bring? A wild lion. That is a difficult request to fill. All right. Or just be like, oh, they asked us all to dress as, you know, the creepiest clown we could think of. I mean, that's a good theme party. <laughs> Not if it's just one. Well, yeah. If, if you're just asking one person, then they might stand out a little bit. Well, it's just scary. <laughs> Can you bring one crazed clown? Yeah, that's right. Can you come dress as a crazed clown and stand at the window? I, it's I, what he's always wanted. I feel like that's dictating outfit, not what to bring. Okay. Can you bring a crazed yeah. clown? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, like a rabid dog. I might show up late to that party. There's a difference between <laughs> bringing wildlife and condiments. I, I don't see it. Okay. What's up, everybody? This is Ben. And this is Vicky. And this is episode 182 of Insane Ramblings, a very inconvenient episode. It is indeed. Why is it indeed? We always promise bonus content. Content? (laughs) (laughs) If you visit our Facebook, you'll feel a bonus level of content. Yeah, that's appreciated. (laughs) Yeah, that's the promise we've always made. You'll be content in our bonus content. Exactly. Um, And we finally actually made some. Yeah. So I got Ben the present of his dreams. Is that what it was? Yep. Okay. With the help of um, sometime listener, sometime content, uh, the milk thief. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about it? Do you want to describe it? So way back in one of the very first episodes of the podcast, mm-hmm. I talked about the fact that I used the alien box set mm-hmm. to strike up a conversation with, at the time, a girl that I was interested in, who mm-hmm. then later became my girlfriend. And so... It was like this giant collector's edition for the 25th year anniversary that came in the head of one of the aliens. Yep. 
I think she was talking about the movie. Like I might've been texting her while her mum was watching Alien or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we were just kind of going back and forth, like saying what we were up to. And then I saw this thing online and I brought it up with her in person. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like out and about and I'm like, oh, I want to message Natasha, but I didn't really have an excuse. Like, I guess nowadays I would have just said like, hey, how are you going? But yes. for whatever reason at the time, <laughs> at the time I felt the need, like I needed. No, you always need something to say. You can't just say, hey, how are you going? You yeah. need an in. I think it helps, right, to just have a conversation starter. And so I'd seen these alien box sets online and so I was like, oh, I'll just pretend that I saw one at JB Hi-Fi for sale and uh so what did you do like crop a screen capture well i think this what did you do in the back like did you scribble it in like on snapchat with yellow and like write jb hi-fi i'm too old for the snapchat references i don't know what you're talking about i like did you photoshop (laughs) it into a shelf (laughs) i don't even think because this must have been probably just before the uh, invention of the iphone and stuff like that so Mm. I think we probably had MMS, but it was like 75 cents a message. Right. So I, I don't think there was the expectation like there is now that if you saw something cool. You would just send a picture. Yeah. You would just, a picture's worth a thousand words. Mm, picture, it didn't happen. But how about 160 characters? I got that much for you. <laughs> so you just said in a message, I saw the alien head. I think that's how it played out. Oh my gosh. I wish this was like a split screen of a movie. Why? Like on her side of the screen. Yours is dark at this point. You yeah. just see like a little text, like bubble dots on a screen. Like, hey, babe, great to meet you the other night. This is the text messages appearing. Yeah. I saw the alien head today. And then like your side like lightens up and you're like sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> or like in bed or something. But you say that like it didn't work. We dated for two years after that. I mean, I am all for a relationship built on lies. It, well, I mean... Yeah, it's a minor <laughs> lie. I guess it's technically a lie, but as far as lies go, it's pretty damn harmless. So it sounds like your girlfriend, Natasha, at the time thought you could handle spicy food from an, a previous story and that you saw the alien head. And I think this is the ultimate undoing of that relationship. I don't think she ever thought I could do spicy <laughs> food. I think I gave her significant evidence that that was not the case. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we talked about that you know, introduction. Probably, what, five years ago? Probably more on the podcast. And mm-hmm. you, for the last three weeks or so, have been teasing that you've got a gift for me. Because I can't keep my mouth shut. It's not even that I was trying to, like, get you excited. It was more I honestly can't keep my damn mouth shut. About don't don't I know it. Oh, yeah. I know. Every waking minute I was texting you, like, guess what the present is? Here's a side angle photo. Here's a shadow. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of hints being dropped. And, of course, it did end up to be the alien head. Yeah, indeed. Which you did not guess. I didn't, but I would have preferred not to have any build-up, you know? I know, but I can't do that. But you've got to learn how to do it. Because I can't learn. It, like, just, it, like, I have too much anxiety going into receiving a gift now. Good. That's not good <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, first of all, you're like passing this off as a birthday present. My yeah. birthday is not till July, which mm-hmm. is at least, what, two, three months away. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, first of all... I understand I, you don't have the patience to wait till oh, then. I couldn't have kept my mouth shut. I would have just told you what it was. I can't do it. I feel like that's a good quality to at least train yourself. I lasted three weeks. Barely. Though. <laughs> the, I mean, baby steps. The second that 
this idea you know came across your desk, desk? essentially across my desk what do you, what would you call it i don't know but that's so great no that's great it came across my desk yeah. like i'm a pi <laughs> right you're important you're doing your important paperwork and i could investigate this crime that's right important memo just in giant alien that's right my uh, <laughs> my secretary a blonde dame walked in and was yeah. like the milk thief has struck again <laughs> And He's so left his calling card, a gift for Ben. Yeah, it's a, a very elaborate and milky calling card. Well, it was literally because he said to me, come and get it tonight, but I was already here. You were already at my house, you mean? Yeah. yeah. So I actually held it in for a day. But I feel like you told me as soon as... Okay, I held it in. For a good, what, like five hours? For a day, until I had it, because I picked it up the next night to make sure I could get it. No, because you told me before you even had it, you were saying. Oh, really? Yeah. It must have been that morning then. Yeah, I must have <laughs> held it in. I must have got... Did I leave suddenly with my mouth shut? Like, mm, I must go. You mentioned like the last couple of visits that you, you have left early, if that was where you were headed. No, I just mean more like, did I have to run out like with my <laughs> mouth? Like I was kind of gagging, but it was from a secret rather than vomit. You I know, mean, it was like, gotta go. I don't remember the exact, you know day because I, I haven't pinpointed it but I've known about this for several weeks and the first time I heard about it was before you had it in your hands yeah. you were talking about like oh I can't wait till it arrives essentially I was so excited and initial uh responses are disappointing <laughs> on your end you mean on yours well yeah so here's the thing it's huge first of all it is and heavy you had a big goofy smile on though Okay, well, that's good because I didn't want to disappoint you, but my fear was mm. that I 100% would. Oh, I was, no matter what happened, I knew I was going to get a reaction. But did I give you enough of a reaction? Well, I know you as well, so yeah. you don't laugh out loud at comedians. Well, no. not all comedians. So I knew a big it's, smile. I've would... laughed before, if that's <laughs> what you're getting at. Ben's never laughed yep, or cried. Sure. Ben's an empty shell of a man, and uh, it was nice to see an emotion. <laughs> But did I give you one? Yeah, you had a big goofy smile on. Okay, and that's all you were after? I mean, I did hope for tears of joy and like you dropping to the ground because your blood pressure was so suddenly whipped out from beneath you. Yeah, and that was not what happened. No, so that didn't happen. But also, I'm like, the milk thief may want this back after he becomes aware of how much it's worth. Is it worth something? Did you look it up? Yeah. So you, Vicky's showing me on what this is, Gumtree, $460 for the uh, box set. That's uh -huh. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't get too uh, attached to that <laughs> present. <laughs> I might have to give it back. You'll see, you're the worst <laughs> gift giver ever. <laughs> I literally am. <laughs> I don't know if the giver was aware of its value. Probably not if he's giving it away for free. This is true. Well, you don't know it's for free. What, you paid him? Is that what happened? I will not reveal the details of... I feel there's a good chance that... Vicky's the business like, transaction between myself and the milk thief. Yeah, I feel like he gave it to you. You just Googled the value and you're like, oh, no, he wants it back now. You're heading straight to cash converters. <laughs> yes, I shall deliver it to him. Yeah. He works at eBay. <laughs> if I list it for sale, he'll yeah. know it's re available. The Milk Thief's real name is eBay. That's right. <laughs> but in terms of the reactions, mm. we, yeah, we mentioned this in the last couple of episodes even that, you know, I'll go to a comedy show and I'll be enjoying myself, but I'm not like guffawing in the aisles essentially. Yeah. 
but the fact that you've been talking about this for three weeks mm. and saying, oh, it's something that you've talked about wanting before and mm-hmm. I know you're going to love it. Like you made it like you somehow found the holy grail of birthday presents. I did. It's the, just because you don't appreciate the holy grail doesn't mean it's not the holy grail. I think, I think that is what it means. Yeah. No, it does not. <laughs> if I found the holy grail. And I was like, oh, who cares? Doesn't mean it's not the holy grail. <laughs> I, don't, I got you there. Everyone, everyone loves the Holy Grail. No, Who's unimpressed don't. by the Holy Grail? I don't know. I'm sure there's someone in the movie. What in Indiana mm, Jones? Who doesn't much care for it? When when Indiana discovered it, he was pretty pleased with himself. Uh, yeah, I guess I get. I'm sure there was someone there who was like, "Oh, cool, whatever." Secret to eternal life. Yeah, I guess that's all right to have. I'm just saying, the Holy Grail is not the Holy Grail just because you refuse to appreciate it's the Holy Grail. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got you there, haven't I? If you if you want to hoisted by your own petard. If you want to appreciate it, I'll let you have it back. Because really? here's the thing: it's, it's massive. <laughs> it which is. I've, first of all, like I've been selling off video games and DVDs mm-hmm. for the last couple of years, just because. I would describe it as being about what sixty centimeters. Yeah, maybe even seventy to eighty. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nearly a meter long, and like a good three kilos <laughs> at least. <laughs> Yeah, it weighs about as much as a large puppy. <laughs> okay. Like I've carried lighter puppies, definitely. And so, yeah, I've been sh- I've been selling off DVDs like one at a time for the last couple of yeah. years. Yeah. And finally, I'm like chipping away at the collection that I've spent all this time building up. And now you've got and- space. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> For a new collection. I don't have the space. That's the thing. Like my mum's new house, the entire stairs are filled with boxes. <laughs> the stairs of, are made yeah, of DVDs. Right. We it's a Lego up, house. Exactly. We climb up to the second floor using a ladder of old DVDs <laughs> that I no longer need. And the second floor is full of DVDs. Yeah. And uh, so that's the thing. It's like it takes up a lot of space, which I don't have room for. It's a DVD collection, not a Blu-ray collection, so already outdated. I can probably watch these movies on Netflix, should I so desire, in 4K. for free. In, yeah, high definition. Uh, oh, and the DVDs themselves, they're mm. not even like in individual cases. They're No, like, they're kind of like shoved in the alien here. Yeah. They're like, like a just, knife rack, kind of. Right, so I feel like they're prone to getting scratched should this thing be moved around at all. I mean, I still think, and I have... A say here. Yeah. Because whenever two people find the Holy Grail, they get to debate if it's the Holy Grail or not. That's the rule. They don't split it down the middle, aka King Solomon style. I mean, I'll take the Holy Grail back. I'm going to sell it then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is a heartfelt gift from myself and the milk thief. Well, see, that's the thing. I appreciate the thought put into it. I don't appreciate the fact that now I have to work out what to do with it. (laughs) Well, okay. I've got a solution for you. I've got a few thoughts. Yeah. So you're a a single man. (laughs) Okay. Yes, where's this going? (laughs) Single man about town with an alien. There's a lot of holes in those nine DVD (laughs) discs that maybe you could use for something. So what's the item in your room that takes up the most space? It's usually you on (laughs) once a week. True. Other than that. The bed. Am I an item? You are now. (laughs) So this is, wow, this is objectification (laughs) to its nth degree. Uh, Yeah, the bed. It takes up like... I don't know, 80% of my floor space. It's Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you're a single man. You want me to sleep in an alien head? <laughs> no, I mean, don't be ridiculous. I only meant that the alien head could share your bed. Sleep with the alien head. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Look, I'm, you're not using like half the bed. That is true. 
I did have a big discussion. I went to a wedding not that long ago mm-hmm. and I talked to two other single people with double beds or like queen size beds. Mm-hmm. And uh, we discussed how we slept in our giant beds. And? <laughs> Predominantly. I mean, first, how did none of you hit on the other? You were all single and that conversation came up. This is how we flirt. Did it work? No, I should have texted them <laughs> some alien head photos. Well, now you can. You've got one. <laughs> they both slept in the middle, which I was surprised by. Because then if you want to uh, lean over to the bedside table to get a drink or to... It's too far. Like, I agree with you. When I was single, one side of the bed was for me. The other side was for my crap. But yeah, well, that's and not that great either. the same. Now I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was surprised by that. And we were trying to work out the solution. They just said that they like rolled over a little bit. But that's too much work when you're... That like, is a lot of work. Yeah, you want to do the least amount possible Well, my boyfriend does... Because he'll be asleep sometimes when I'm like leaving for work or whatever. Yeah. Or like... We have separate lives. My God. <laughs> I know. Things are really falling apart, Ben. I didn't know how to bring it up. But he sleeps diagonally. That's annoying. Isn't it? <laughs> so how much room like is he encroaching on your side by a significant amount oh yeah i can't climb in he's over six foot four so when we both sleep straight his legs kind of hang off the end oh okay so he does this out of necessity more than i don't know habit. i didn't i haven't i don't want to impute motives onto him i just yeah i don't know so anyway he sleeps the long way across the bed because i always hate having to share a bed because I always lose the argument about who gets the blanket essentially. Oh, right. It's like, not an argument. I don't wake them up and like, uh, sorry, I just wanted to bring something up. <laughs> no, it's a very passive aggressive <laughs> I would say fight. it's a, a physical tussle. <laughs> but physically, I'm always stronger than why? The women. So why are you I don't know because you're mentally weak, Ben. Obviously. Is that what you're admitting to? Well, it's because again, it's not a reasoned argument. I'm not like, excuse me, good sir. <laughs> Can I borrow your you in the conscious realm again? Well, I'm trying. We need to, to be, have a discussion with my learned friend. I'm trying to be equal here, where it's like, all right, obviously there's two of us that need to share this blanket. Mm-hmm. We'll just try and have like half each. Ben, if you've learned anything, it's relationships are war. Uh, so I'm learning. <laughs> I thought you'd learned this. Well, because all, like every single girl that I've slept next to, they don't see, oh, we'll split the blanket 50 50. They're like 80 20. <laughs> and I'm if taking, you can get more. I'm taking it all now, you know, as soon as I get into bed. We'll go 100 0. <laughs> and whatever you can sort of tussle off my like hot dog, cold, dead body. Well, I've done that before. Like I've ended up just having two dooners. Yeah, why not? They stole one. I was like, I may as well just get my own at this point. <laughs> I've got to... All right. Hear me out. I've got a solution to all of your problems. Yeah. So you need somewhere where you can sleep with a girl, where you can both have your own blanket, but you also need space for your new alien head. <laughs> okay. You had me at you need somewhere to sleep with a girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, true. I'm not saying this will increase your chances. If anything, decrease. Yeah, it sounds like just you're trying to hinder it. Once you've got her, space-wise, <laughs> this is a positive... Hitting on her wise, probably a negative. You don't think when uh, she rocks up to my apartment and sees the giant <laughs> alien head in my bed, she'll uh, be impressed and want to sleep with me? I mean, I think you'll know it's the right girl if she does. I don't know if that's the right girl, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Bunk beds. 
I'm I trying mean, to sell my boyfriend on the idea of bunk beds at the moment. Would you take top or bottom bunk? Ooh, top. Oh, bottom. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they're both so great. <laughs> that was not the reaction I was expecting. I think they're both so shitty. Really? Because well, with bunk beds, this, as soon as someone like turns over, the whole thing, you feel it. Well, I mean, we're adults now. We can, like, invest in sturdy bunk beds. Oh, I see. You're going to get titanium yeah, bunk Yeah, that's beds. right. I mean, we... The sky's the limit now, Ben. We're not kids going for the neighbourhood handouts or relying on our parents. No, we're adults living in bunk beds. <laughs> that's totally that's different. right. Exactly. I think you'll find it is. <laughs> Has he been receptive to the idea? Uh, initial negotiations are going poorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I feel like it's a war of attrition. What would you do if you showed up at home one day and there were bunk beds? What, in my bedroom? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd try and find out whoever stole my bed. <laughs> okay. But I waited for a day when you're getting home late and just want to go to bed. Bam, gotcha. You'll sleep in the bunk bed, realize it's great, never go back. No, I don't think that's how that plays out. That's what's going to happen okay. in our house. Sure. I feel so sorry for your boyfriend, but good luck. For many reasons. Yep. He did point, He did pass on a message to you this week. I don't know how you felt about it. The uh, Renault logo thing? Yeah. So I wrote to you, my boyfriend has a message he wants to pass on to you. Mm-hmm. And you wrote back, cool beans. Well, because <laughs> you're so annoying. Like, <laughs> Yes. When you send me a text like that, just send me the follow up. Why did you need my response? I actually didn't. I forgot to reply. I forgot halfway. I think we got into a conversation halfway through and I forgot to tell you the second half. Yeah. You said me like, my boyfriend has something to say and then I'm just left waiting. I'm like, just say it then. Oh, I sweated you out. I was trying to work out if you were waiting for my response or if you just had forgotten or something, but I'm like, there's no way she's forgotten. She just sent me the first half of this message. Nah, I like put the phone down and we got into a long conversation or I like wrote it in the car and got out of the car or something. But this isn't the first time that you've Oh no, it happens all the time. So, but like usually are you waiting for my response or are you just forgetting? Forgetting. Okay, because next time I'm just going (laughs) to ignore it until you tell me the punchline or whatever. Uh, Yeah, I do. I'm like, well, you're building it up too much. It's the same thing with the birthday present. This is what I was getting at. You hype it up like, oh my God, I got the greatest present And ever. I did. You're going to love it. Uh, you did. You build up expectations beyond... Which I met. <laughs> but not, not only is the expectations on like, hey, you're going to love this present. The expectation is on now me to be like, oh, wow, like I got to do a song and dance that proves to you that I love it. Yeah. I wanted to give you time to choreograph one. I don't think I can meet those levels. Here's what it reminded me of. Do you watch any of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Or, like, did you hear anything about it recently? No. Okay, so The Cure was inducted, right? Yeah. And So what, Robert, what's his name? Robert Smith, yeah. yeah. And I guess afterwards he was interviewed on the red carpet by a reporter, and she's one of these, like, bubbly MTV types that was really excited about sure. The Cure being inducted. And he obviously couldn't care less. He didn't give a shit, because, like, that's The Cure. It's, like emo depressing isn't that whole thing that they don't care yeah and so it was just like a great moment that I feel like sums up our relationship to a quite you know significant degree you're right I do give you amazing gifts that you don't care about I don't think that's the (laughs) point that I was trying to get at so you're saying you don't want to be inducted to the hall of fame well if you induct (laughs) me don't then be like how good was your induction because this is the response that you get okay because this will be everything. Hi, guys. Thank you. Hey. 
Hey, how are you? I'm Carrie. It's so nice to meet you. Hi. Congratulations, The Cure Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees 2019. Are you as excited as I am? Um, by the sounds of it, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, I'm sure we'll get there eventually. It's a bit early, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it, I guess it is. Maybe we just need a few drinks. God forbid. <laughs> I think that went perfectly. But is that what you're looking for? I, I am not looking for anything. My joy just overfloweth as soon nah, as I got it. Whatever, whatever my reaction. Yeah. I was not putting a reaction on this. All right. Well, as long as expectations are in check, but. Yeah. I don't care how you react. I would, my joy, I, I just think couldn't you hold do, though. it in. You, you asked me to film it beforehand and now you've built it up like I've got to do something. No, I didn't. If I, I, if I, I just I, didn't want to not film it in case you did something amazing. <laughs> Like, I wanted to see the exact moment that your tiny heart breaks. It wasn't so much I expected you to react amazingly. It was more that if you did, I would hate to have missed that. Well, as long as that's all it is. Because yeah. in my mind, after three weeks of like, oh, your gift's almost here. It's like so good. I can't wait till your actual birthday. Mm-hmm. You want me to do a like that kid opening his Nintendo 64 where he just flips out and yells <laughs> Nintendo 64 for 15 minutes, jumping around the lounge room. I'm like, oh my God, Alien is the worst. I've always wanted to watch Alien on that DVD again. Times. Maybe on scratch discs. No, I thought you would laugh. What did I do? Cracked a massive smile. Okay, well. Okay. You had a big old goofy Hope smile. Hope you enjoyed that smile then. Well, because I also did try to hedge expectations i thought you might hate it which would have been hilarious well so i was hoping also not even hoping i just thought ben might also get really annoyed and i want that on camera well i I, like i i guess i am a bit annoyed but i don't want to seem (laughs) ungrateful no off you go but it's just like well what do i do with this now i mean i think that is a situation that calls for creativity uh, well, so far I'm lacking creativity. I yeah, guess. I see. Bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the uh, topic of rock and roll, Coachella was this week. Yeah. Were you paying any attention to it? Uh, kind of a little, but I was pretty busy. Like uh, I saw the Childish Gambino thing you sent me. Yeah, so he was headlining on the first evening and put on an awesome show. Uh, one thing that's been going on a lot this Coachella mm-hmm. is... There was a couple of artists like Nipsey Hussle just was killed recently. Mm-hmm. Mac Miller died not, not long before mm. that. And so They're whenever, bringing them back from the dead. That's right. Holograms all around. <laughs> yeah. Worked for Tupac. We can do it again. Uh, no, everyone. No, just, I was talking about literal resurrections. We got like zombie Mac Miller yeah. up on stage. Oh, imagine him trying to sing through a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a long performance. Yeah, right. Encore, uh, no. <laughs> you know who, who it would work for is if Lil John dies. Yeah. 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 Like, we just ask him one question and keep hovering over that corner of the Ouija yeah. board. Yeah, we just got to update it a little bit. To ye- from yes to yeah. And from no to what? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Do you think he actually has just invented a soundboard of him and sits back watching the cash roll in? It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I mean, whatever he's doing, it's working for him. Right. So everyone's dedicating their sets, like... Or at least a song or two. Mm-hmm. Like this one goes out to Mac Miller. Sure. RIP, blah, blah, blah. But it's always weird because as the crowd, there's like 100,000 people in mm. the audience. You can't... Not Mac Miller. 
He's, nope. No. He's not there. No. What are you supposed to do if you're an audience member in that situation? Frown. I think that is the right response. Is just Yeah, you can't like yell out like, sorry, dude. Yeah, but that's kind of what it sounds like people do. So like... Yeah, pe- kind of somber vibe, hey. And so that's why usually these uh, artists... They'll give the shout out and then say something positive. Right. And so then so, people can be like, woo! Yeah, again. because it's weird when you go. This one goes out to Mac Miller. Well, dun, like, dun, dun, dun. so often they, they phrase it very strangely. Like, I'll play your clip. Okay. This is uh, YG at Coachella. So you would go with the, this goes out to Mac Miller. He would have wanted us to party hard. That's like, that's like a pretty that. good way to do it because then at the end, the crowd can cheer at partying. Yes. As opposed to, oh, Mac Miller's dead. Yeah, I don't cheer about that. But that happens all the time. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't grab... Like, it was hard to find clips mm. afterwards about this kind of thing. But, for example, YG, he's a rapper. He came up on stage and he's like, the only reason I'm up here is because I've been drinking a whole lot of tequila. Oh. And then the crowd starts Of course. Cheering. We're going to love that. But it's because his friend just died. Oh, that's bad. Exactly. This is a roller coaster. <laughs> but so, he, he dedicated a song to Nipsey Hussle. He's... I had a few, like, I think they did a whole album that they collaborated together on. And so he mentions Nipsey Hussle's name and then the crowd kind of cheers a bit. And obviously when he says, like, let's, like, you know, like let's go crazy make, for yeah, him. Yeah, so he can hear us or something. Yeah, then they go wilder. But it does seem like he's waiting for a reaction even, like, after the first half. I'll just play it. You'll see what I mean. Because, like, I cheer. You're like, yay, Nipsey. Like, but not yay, Nipsey's dead. Right. So it's like a weird, it's like on Facebook when someone's like, oh, my grandma just died. And the only reaction was, was like, like, it's like, thumbs up to your yeah. dead grandma. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's not, we know it's not because you're happy that my grandma died. Yeah. Or, you know, when someone gets fired from work, they, uh, it's like, I just got fired. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. So now we've got like the frowny face emoticon. Before a crowd of 100,000 people, we haven't worked that out no, yet. No, this is true. You've got a good point here. And so, yeah, it always comes across as a bit strange. Here's an example. Y'all know like everybody else know, man, we just lost one of our greats, we just lost one of our homies, our big brothers, you know what I'm saying, a motherfucking legend, black motherfucking Jesus, yeah, nigga, I said it, black motherfucking Jesus, nigga. So that's the kind of thing that happens all the time. He's like, we just lost the legend, the crowd cheers, yeah, and then he calls him black Jesus, and then they cheer harder because it's like, all right, now you know we're not talking about, we're not cheering for his death. We're cheering for him, right, yeah. yeah. We're cheering, like, to celebrate him, but it always jars a little bit. Here's another example that I found. Kanye West has been doing this thing lately called Sunday Service, mm-hmm. where every Sunday he puts on essentially a concert, like it's a private concert for him and his friends. Yeah, right. And uh, I was watching one of these on YouTube, and he was talking about his medication. Okay. And we said, baby, don't you let it all on a pack of experience on its own what do you mean it's kind of like a cross between like south of america baptist church and aa yeah it's awesome (laughs) 
<laughs> like if this is if every church service was like Kanye West Sunday service, I'd go. <laughs> it's, I watched, How do you know it's not? I watched fifty five minutes of it. It was dope. <laughs> But You've never been to church. I've been Maybe once it's just or twice. like that. It, from what I've seen, not the case. <laughs> but my point is, like, it's a weird. It's not the time to be like, "Yo, Kanye, I know you're saying you're off your meds. Maybe that's not the best approach." Well, I thought he was talking about fentanyl. He, he was. That was like the lyric, but he's saying he's off his meds entirely. He's not talking about drugs in general, right? Okay, but there's no nuance to. Having like, a crowd of people. Sorry, which ones? Yeah. <laughs> Can you just specify you're off the illicit drugs? Because yeah, that you, will cheer for. Are you off fentanyl? Because that's good. Yeah. I if, guess. If and let up you here still in pain, though. That's bad. Right. <laughs> could you, maybe we could yell out, give us more details. <laughs> but as a crowd, we need to work out the appropriate reaction. And uh, I don't okay, know. Okay, how you, about this? Yeah. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that might have been better um, because I was at Coachella this weekend. I don't know if you knew this, but on my set, mm-hmm. uh, it threw me a little bit as well. And uh, you can you can hear it. I mean, I, I didn't really know what to do, but this mm-hmm. is this was the start of my Coachella show. Hello, Coachella. Thank you all for coming out today. You all look so beautiful. Before we get started, I want to say a few words about those we lost way too soon this year. Mac Miller, you were an inspiration and taken way before your time. Uh, just to be clear, everyone who was applauding that, were you cheering just because you're on my side and agree that Mac died too early? Or were you for some reason in favour of his early death? Because it really comes across as a bit of a mixed message there. Alright, alright, everyone speaking at once is not going to work. I'm just going to continue and assume that you've got good intentions here. We, uh, we also lost a friend of mine, Nipsey Hussle, this year. Gone down in such unfortunate circumstances. Again, the way you're applauding that, it really makes it seem like you're happy that he's dead. I know it's hard to get a crowd of 100,000 people to simultaneously say RIP or something like that. So I get it, but it's kind of weird feedback. Maybe just say nothing at this point. Maybe that would be better. So, as I was saying, I've been taking these deaths really hard. The only reason that I've got the power to stand on this stage today is that I've been doing a lot of drinking. I'm on a boatload of painkillers and just about every illicit substance you can think of right now. I appreciate your fans, but you don't have to cheer that part of it. It just kind of reinforces my bad behavior. And honestly, this was all a cry of help and I was just looking for some support here. Uh, okay, clearly this isn't going to work, you guys. Let's just get to the show. How about we kick it off with something from my last album? Ben and drive their cars every day. They drive to work where they stay. I think they just wanted you to play the song. <laughs> <laughs> you think the artist should just shut up and uh, perform rather than do these tributes? I mean, I don't want to make a blanket rule, but that one recording was... That was definitely where I was leaning. Fair enough. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I they're know. not a very responsive crowd, are they? Oh, look, they kind of got one, uh, one trick pony. What can you do as a crowd? It's <laughs> hard to coordinate 100,000 people. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, they were kind of like clapping in time for some reason. So I guess they are quite good at coordinating one another <laughs> in some ways. But uh, I think for you, 
solution straight to songs. Fair enough. Yeah. Changing tracks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie Pet Cemetery? I haven't. Is it good? It's decent. Mm. It's, you know, it's no it. Mm-hmm. But as far as Stephen King adaptations go, it's uh, towards the top, I would say. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, it's a movie about a uh, family whose pet dies and then they bury it in like an ancient Indian burial ground or, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of crazy place like that and it comes back to life and starts haunting them, whatever. Cool. There was a scene in it that really stood out to mm-hmm. me. It's cast with like well-known actors and uh, John Lithgow plays oh, cool. the old guy that, you know, has been in town for ages and yeah. seen some shit. Does he say creepy like two meaning things, like double <laughs> entendres? Um, Is that still a trope I think, where like the old man in town like kind of says creepy double entendres? Not like sexual ones, just like you don't go down the end of that road. Yeah, you I don't want to find out where that track leads, literally or figuratively. <laughs> I don't know if he actually says anything like that, but they definitely do the bait and switch where the first time you see him, it's like, oh, who's this creepy old man? And uh, then he like bends down to put some mud on the girl's knee that she scraped and, you know, like try to help her heal. Like oh, it's, okay. Oh, the old man's a good guy. What do you know? <laughs> but anyway, they're bar- he's helping her father bury the pet. Sure. And John Lithgow, great actor. He's okay. Well, he's been in the business for <laughs> a good 30 years plus at least, probably more. I mean, I think his work in Third Rock from the Sun could have uh, done some wits with tightening. Well, that was like... I've a, got notes. That was a sitcom. <laughs> and I have notes. But they, they probably filmed it in front of like a live audience. Like you only Yeah, I know they you. did. I have notes from it. All right, well... <laughs> Tune into my other podcast. <laughs> live tips. criticisms of every episode of Third Rock the sun <laughs> where i offer an audio commentary to every episode of third rock of the sun with acting notes on john lithgow's it, performance do you focus on what's going on on the episode at all or no it's just, it's just notes on john lithgow's performance not even the other characters nope. just, so what happens when john lithgow's off screen silence <laughs> or think no i list things john lithgow could have been doing between scenes to improve his job <laughs> in the previous or next scene. See, so you'll, uh, you'll notice that John Lithgow's not in this yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, definitely not <laughs> with an acting coach right now. Yeah, I can see that he's, uh, you know, not working on his hair and makeup, as you'll notice in the next scene, where the continuity is broken because he's brushed his hair within one minute to the other direction. Do you think that's his fault? Maybe that's, mm-hmm. you know, surely there's a continuity person on set to pay attention to that. <laughs> or, like, you might notice in the next scene... John Lithgow laughs too loud. Right now, he could be working on his laugh. I can only assume he isn't working with a dialect coach to handle his loud laugh. All right. Well, I didn't realize you had so uh, such strong feelings about... There's a lot of episodes. John Lithgow's acting ability. Well, um, you asked. This, this might give you some more uh, evidence to back up the fact that he could up his game once in a while. There well, it's going straight to the podcast. Yeah. Well, this is not Third Rock. This is Pet Cemetery. Do you cover other roles that he's done? I mean, not usually. I feel like I could have a special episode. A spin-off. Spin-off, yeah. So there's six seasons, uh, each with 20 episodes of uh, Third Rock from the Sun. So lots of content That's for you like all to get through. 120 episodes of Vicky's <laughs> yeah. podcast. It's a good one. <laughs> well, I mean, you can do it between episodes of Insane Ramblings, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have a job <laughs> anymore. I can, I can tell. 
so he's helping the father bury the pet. Mm-hmm. And I guess I can blame the scriptwriter as well, but there was just one line that really I mean, stood why? out when to me. When you've got John Lithgow to blame. Exactly, why indeed. <laughs> Where it really felt like for all of a sudden, he's what, got to be in his 70s. Mm-hmm. He reverted to like a seven-year-old child mm-hmm. where he was trying to put the pieces together. I uh, just forgot how life worked. Yeah, maybe if they pass it <laughs> off as he's got some kind of Alzheimer's. That's like pretty bad Alzheimer's if you forget how logic works. I know. <laughs> Look, this this line should have been cut from the film. Or maybe he was back to, had a flashback for a moment to his character Third Rock from the Sun, <laughs> who is an alien and doesn't understand how humans work. Do you factor that into your podcast in that? That's how it comes up. I'm like, obviously John Lithgow didn't learn the right things from Third Rock from the Sun because here he is in other movies where that role pops back up for him again. But that's what I'm saying. Like maybe any bad acting on his part could have been passed off as he was an alien. He was just trying to act human. Yeah, right. But when he goes into other movies, it becomes apparent. (laughs) Okay, so the line, Mm -hmm. right? He goes, your daughter loved that cat, didn't she? And the father understandably just kind of nods. He's like, yes, that's how... Kids feel about pets. Yep. Like, no, no, actually, uh, strangely, they were mortal enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, the cat would be in one room plotting my daughter's from demise, yeah. and my daughter would be in the other plotting the cat's demise. If anything, she sees this as a victory. You should have seen the elation on her face when I told right. her beloved pet was <laughs> finally right. murdered. That's right. I think she might be behind this. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, your daughter loved this cat. He's like, uh, yeah. yeah. And you loved your daughter. He's like, of course. Yes. Like, like, this is the father of this child. There clearly is no abusive relationship going on. Like, why is he suddenly processing it? Like, the only reason is for the audience to put one and two together. But Again, we're, we're not, humans. Yeah, we're really not that dumb. Like, no. We didn't need spelling like, out. Like, mm, that's her dad. Like, they seem to get along pretty well. I don't know if he loves her. Are they at that level? Yeah. Well, it really seemed like... He was about to be like, all right, I'm going to do the mental calculations here. I know he loves his daughter. The daughter loves the cat. Now, if I can just, how do I make this go full circle? That's right. The cat loves the dad. No. That doesn't work. (laughs) The cat loves a mouse. I did see it chasing it. No, no. The mouse loves cheese. Uh, Dad loves cheese. So let's get (laughs) cheese for the daughter. No, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know there's something here. your cat... Loves your daughter. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it does, but is that anything? Nah. You're in the, love with the cat. Bury the daughter. No. <laughs> no. Oh, God, You're in love we... with the cat. <laughs> Get you a cat wife. <laughs> We're having a cat wedding. Post haste. <laughs> That'll help. Another mystery solved. Well done. Uh... You're uh, now getting married to a cat to cheer up a mouse. Another, Wait, what? <laughs> another win for John Lithgow. That's right. <laughs> Well, there's going to be one happy mouse. <laughs> Problem solved. And the dad's just like, wait, what the fuck are we doing? Wait, no, no, my, my daughter's I, sad. I was just going to bury this cat. Why are we having a, a cat and mouse wedding now? Yeah, we're uh, marrying a cat to a mouse. Your daughter's going to be so pleased. She loves cat and mouse weddings. <laughs> I saw her watching Tom and Jerry just the other day. All right. So what was his eventual... Assumption. He he took them to the ancient Indian burial ground where the cat oh, came back so to life. Oh, so for the cat to come back yeah, to life. Yeah. Okay. But it just it really didn't need that extra level. <laughs> no, of, uh, I think you could have sorted it yeah, out as like, an audience member. I don't want to brag, but I was a little ahead of him. <laughs> I guess my dialogue would be like, put on some creepy music for me. Give me a bed. Can I do it in post? No. 
I need I need inspiration. I'm not like John Lithgow. I don't go in cold. I commit. Mm, sorry. That's not exactly creepy. It gets creepy. Oh. No, that's the wrong kind of creepy. It, it's, too, it's 80s creepy. Yeah. <laughs> 80s creepy is the best No, kind it's of not. That's synth creepy. I'm not going to do a rendition of Hungry Like the Wolf for you. All right, I just Googled and on YouTube creepy music. I got creepy doll music for you. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Dead cat, huh? Yep. Cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was definitely worth it. Do you want to do some... Uh, here, you, you see if you can... F- Shop this uh, script any better. You ready for the music? I don't know what I'm doing. Just try and shop a, a better script for that scene. Okay. You ready? You're John Lithgow. So, uh, I guess you're wondering why I dragged you out to the cemetery. No. <laughs> Me neither. Let's go home. <laughs> it just reminds me, today, a colleague said to me, hey, can you do me a favor? Like, kind of offhandedly. Yeah. And I was like, no. Nah, and went back to my computer and she was so thrown. <laughs> yeah, I love doing that. <laughs> like when you don't follow the script of like normal human behavior, people are so confused. Because she thought she were, you were serious? Uh, no, I don't think so. Even like it just kind of wakes you up from that mindless kind of asking. Right. Because you know how you can be like, oh, pass me that. And they're like, no worries and pass it. Like you kind of don't even notice the interaction. Oh, uh, yeah. Of you know what I mean? Whereas, yeah. yeah, she knew I was joking, but it was like, can you do me a favor? I was like, nope. <laughs> she was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, well, people always do that when it's like, oh, how's your day been or something that's like all they expect is a good... Do you give them the full thing? Well, I have before, you know. Oh, yeah. And you, it's fun to go into a diatribe of like, oh, yeah, it was the worst day ever. And they were like, oh, sorry, I was just... I wasn't I'll really... I'll try to be polite. Yeah, I'm just... It's midnight, Can ben. I get my change? <laughs> yeah. Please, please, sir. <laughs> all right, let's try that again. Try what? So what are we doing? You're doing the script. You're done, Lithgow. So cold out tonight, huh? Brr. Dead cat, huh? So it would seem, sir. Let's bury it then. That's what we do with dead cats. You people sure are strange. <laughs> <laughs> Burying your dead cats. What do y'all eat? Uh, food. <laughs> human food. <laughs> oh. Weird. Do you eat dead cats? Is that what's getting at? I mean, uh, it's on a spit roast for a reason. Break me off some of that tail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bury the cat. Uh, in the haunted graveyard, which is why I dragged you out here. It brings cats back to life. That was the whole point of why we're out here, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. this really shortened the movie, this scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, speed it up. We don't have, we don't have all day. <laughs> the movie isn't about them going to the graveyard it's about bringing a cat back to life no so but isn't them. a surprise well why do you think he's taking him to the graveyard that takes 10 kilometers walk to get to as opposed to the regular pet cemetery <laughs> so is it a scary cat after that oh yeah it's got like matted fur and constantly caked in blood like it sounds kind of like your childhood cat I, yeah just which was alive <laughs> we think as far as i was aware <laughs> yeah. She did try to take a swipe at anyone who even veered near her. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I was a little bit annoyed that they didn't have a scene. Like, hopefully on the uh, the Blu-ray, there's a deleted scene where they try to wash the cat. (laughs) And it's like, 
just not having a bar of it. Right. Or even like spray it with a hose. Yeah. Cause it comes back. It's furs all matted. Mm-hmm. It's literally got blood and mud all over and it. And they're like, hooray. You're and they're back. just like, oh yeah. This like creepy ass cat is back with us. <laughs> like you look at this cat and you're like, I don't want you anymore. No, never mind. Can we rebury it? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like they need just like a shot of them trying to give it a bath and it like freaks out and runs away mm. because the fact that they don't even try, like it just seems like they're neglectful. Or like cat maybe owners. the cat was always like that. It was Like it though. looks just like him before. Oh, you saw the cat yeah, earlier. Yeah, they showed okay. the cat before it died. I thought it was like, oh, here he's back. No, Nothing's changed. They're obviously like, how do we depict this cat as evil Dead. now? Yeah, right. And it's like, well, if it's got blood How will all we over know the face, cat is evil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's got all blood all over its face, then that's a pretty good chance that we know this cat is evil. But, like, what are the limits to it? Like, I'm not that scared of this movie so far. Mm-hmm. What are the limits of an evil cat? Well, give wanna, me the bed. I don't want to spoil the whole... Th- I don't need a bed. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's right. You don't need a bed. Get a bunk bed. Room for the alien head. I'm so glad you finally admitted it. <laughs> Uh, like, I don't want to spoil the rest of the movie. That's just, like, the setup. Yeah, I just don't think a dead cat is that scary. Well, okay, spoilers I mean, for pets. Initially, I would get a fright. Well, like, I'm not saying I want to see a dead cat. Well, they don't know that it's dead. I get the... Don't they? Well, the dad saw it die and he buried it. Yeah. And then he sees it back alive. So, I mean, that would give me pause. Yeah. As in P-A-U-S-E, no pun intended. But the kid, she just (laughs) assumes that a cat ran away for a minute and then it's back. Covered in blood and mud. Yeah. And tries to do nothing about it. But all right, spoilers for I like your new punk look. Is that what she said? (laughs) She does. There's a whole scene. I can see you're into Nirvana now. You take the natural progression. Mm -hmm. All right, if we bury a cat in the cemetery, it comes back to life. Well, we'll, we can bury a person in the cemetery. Oh, right. So his daughter dies. Well, you know, there's like other people that die. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that scary enough for you? No, because I would learn after the cat. So who is burying people there? The old man and the father. There's an accident. Mm. The girl dies and they bury her in the pet cemetery. Mm. Because he knows. It's like, oh, if the the cat can come back alive, Mm. then I can bring my daughter back alive. Yeah. Yeah. But my cat came back evil. Yeah, but that's how much you miss your dead daughter. Do I? <laughs> well, maybe you didn't. I can't remember exactly how evil the cat was when, like... I guess it's hard for a cat to show that it's evil. Yeah, like, uh, there's probably a scene where it brings, like, a dead bird or something. I mean, but normal that, cats exactly. do that. So, I guess like, it there's is... Not, there's not how do you know a cat's evil? Like, yeah. they look you directly in the eye and push a vase off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't do that. No, I mean, even then, I would be like, well, that's a cat for you. Cats are bastards. Yeah, there's no scene where... It's like if you bring Hitler back from the dead, how do you tell if he's turned evil? Maybe he turns good. Maybe. Maybe it just does a complete 180 when you bury them in There's got to be a movie in that. Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> but anyway, like, decent movie. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know how you show a cat being evil apart from... Like, I think they did the thing. It's got again, its matted fur. Cats are evil. But so, again, but, hard to say. Yeah, but there's no scene where the cat, like, rips out someone's jugular. Yeah, that would be a sign. Yeah, otherwise he might have had I paws. mean, the cat here does look evil. Yeah, that's after it comes back to life. Yeah, it's giving quite an evil look. That's the point. So I do know it's evil. As a viewer, you're watching a movie <laughs> called Pet Cemetery, but I'm saying like... If I just saw a cat with an angry look, would I assume it was undead? Yes, 
Probably not. Yes. <laughs> I am very cautious. You just assume any scowling animal has been zombified. Anyone who scowls. I'm wow. like, gee, my boss is in a bad mood today. He's definitely come back to life and evil now. So time to get a new job, I guess. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> I'm here for you. Uh, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Didn't expect that response. You know, I have a literal cry for help and that was it. Wow. I need to buy a passive aggressive gift. <laughs> Back on the gifts talk, uh, Yeah, huh? right? I thought that would uh, really tie things up nicely Put a little bow on the gift of this just, episode Why don't you just tell someone that you've got the best present ever for them And never give it to them I've got to give them something I can't get away with that Okay, so tell me the scenario So scenario Someone who I don't like And who doesn't like me And we have a mutual dislike for each other And quite enjoy that mutual dislike We're both quite comfortable with our relationship Remaining at mutual disdain What do you mean you quite enjoy this dislike? I mean, like, we're not, like, reveling in it But neither of us is going to move from our position Okay I don't think you have to buy this person a gift I do So I'm connected to them through someone else And I can't escape my connection to them are you just trying to be vague so you don't, like, give away who it is? Yes. But essentially, I'm connected to them in such a way I can't get away. So they're in my life now and I have to deal with it until such time as they're not. And is it their birthday or something? Yeah. I don't think you have to give that person a gift. I do. So how do I say I hate you in a gift <laughs> without overtly saying I hate you? Uh, like, I want to give a very specific... Fuck you That's only clear to them That looks like a nice gift To everyone else Because I'm undercover Well I'd have to know It's undercover hatred I'd have to know more about This like person's likes And dislikes specifically Because it they sounds like They like wanna... everything evil And hate everything good Does that help? <laughs> Get them a crucifix I guess <laughs> Unless you're in some kind of Secret Santa type situation Where Everyone needs to get a gift Just for the numbers like, I can't imagine. Like, if I had a falling out with my mom or mm. something, I'm just not getting her a gift. Like, I don't know what this scenario is. That I can't tell you, but the scenario exists. Okay. We'll find out, I guess. But, like, just say, for example, if your dad was still around. Like, you hated, you had a massive falling out with your mom and you hated each other. Yeah. But you and Kirsty and your mom, like, agreed, for dad's sake, we'll try and get along. Even it could be your dad doesn't know about the disdain okay. and you and Kirsty have agreed to try and make nice to make him happy. Uh, yeah. So he's going to be like, Ben, where's your gift for mom who you love? <laughs> that, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yes, it would. I feel like I could get lost in the sea of... No, gift. there's only two of you. No, three if your dad, my sister and me. Yeah. yeah. So that's what, no, you and your sister is what I was thinking. So you think that... He would not notice if you didn't give your mom a gift. Oh, not that it would go unnoticed, but I think that he'd be like, oh, there's probably a reason why Ben hasn't given him a gift. Like it could, Year after year? Maybe it could. Well, we're not talking about year after year. We're talking about this one. Well, I've got to occasionally give one to avoid notice. Because if it was year after year, eventually Why do you notice. have to avoid notice? Just let it be known that you don't like each other. No. Both acknowledge it. <laughs> we're trying to... Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm okay. in the scenario. Well, uh, yeah, like find, I guess, something that they like and give All right, them- here we go. Imagine Bowser is your girlfriend's mum. Bowser from Mario? Yes. <laughs> but what, me? I'm Mario. You're Mario. <laughs> and uh, your girlfriend is Princess Peach. I'd give him a... I mean, plot twist for the canon. I'd but- give him, I guess, some kind of photo of me and Princess Peach having a great time <laughs> go-karting without him. 
That's actually not a terrible idea. That's actually because then not I'd be like, I know, idea. I know you love me, and I know you love Princess Peach. And here Does we are. Does Bowser love Mario? Maybe not. But like, if I'm, he's I'm, your I'm, enemy, I'm, hanging out with your daughter. Well, like I'm thinking in the scenario, you're saying, "Mum, I need to give her a present from me." Mm. It's like here's me and my sister having fun. Your two children. Yes, enjoying each other's company without yeah, you. Basically. So you would like give your your hated mum in that example a photo of you and Kirsty. Yeah, because like it's hard for her to pretend like she hates this present. Because mm-hmm, it's a photo of her children. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a photo of the child she dislikes. <laughs> so you would annoy Bowser by the fact that he always had to have a photo of Mario, like pride of place in his home. Yeah, I, I think to so. To please Princess Peach. But I know, you know what he would do. It's like those... Um, what, it would like get burned in half or something? Half yeah. of my house burnt down? It's Fortunately, the half of the photo that was Princess Peach survived. Well, not, not burned, but you know how in movies they always like fold over the photo oh, right. to crop out the person that and they don't like? And what's he going to unfold it when you guys come over? Because won't Princess Peach be like, Bowser, why, why isn't Mario in the photo anymore? I mean, he could do that or maybe he could just not have it prominently on display. No, it's, I'm going <laughs> to... Can I get a photo? Well, it sounds like get her a photo of you. I'm going to. Yeah. A really big one on canvas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that I ask to see it every time I go over. I'll be like, what? Where's the photo we got you? You and Princess Peach. Yeah. Having a go-kart. Yeah. Blown <laughs> up. So that is so great. He has to have a photo of the person he hates like over his fireplace at all times. But you're, but you're assuming that this other person is going to keep up some kind of social etiquette of... Like, I'm going to pretend, like, I love Vicky at all moments. <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to be the case. Like, you saw me. I am a big fan of yours, and I still almost rejected your gift. <laughs> In fact, I feel like you might still. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know how much it's worth on eBay. Maybe, Maybe I won't. <laughs> that's such a great idea. Or, plot twist, would you get a photo of you and Kirsty hanging out, like, with your best friend Alex's mum? I feel like that's too weird. Like it would require <laughs> some explanation, okay. but that is good. <laughs> I do like that. It's like, here's, if we could like make it a plausible scenario right. that we would be hanging out with a different mom instead of my mom. <laughs> like that is like even okay. a step better, I think. All right. So just imagine you were still with one of your girlfriends. Yeah. That's what you need could to it do. be a photo of like you, your girlfriend and her mom. Yeah. And her mum, like, gazing lovingly at you. I think, like, your friend's mum is even better because it's, like, less plausible that you would ever just like, hang, hang out, out with them. <laughs> it's like, if you can somehow get them... Show in, that you have another mum. Yeah, like, get them into a scenario where... Even better if your dad's there. Yeah. So if it's a yeah. photo of your friend's mum, your it's dad, like, and it's like the two kids. Yeah, my sister, my dad, and... My best friend's mom at the beach. <laughs> or it's like, well, why didn't you invite me? Like, is the natural question. But she can't ask that because the cover will be blown. Because you'll say, because I hate you. But even even if she does ask, I feel like you can just say, it wouldn't have been your thing or something. Like, no, you can like, oh, we just all happened to be there. Yeah, we, we like bumped into, into them. Other. Like, <laughs> if you can get everyone into some kind of really unusual scenario like that. 
that is going to totally make so her it's like feel you, like she was neglected. Your friend's mom, your dad, and your sister, like with big smiles and like Mickey Mouse hats on at the front of yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, like the more fun that you look like you can be having, <laughs> the better. And you make it like giant and printed on canvas. You know, like those big kind of like photo blow ups. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, you can even like just Photoshop it together <laughs> if you're good enough. If it looks real, I guess you'd have to get. Would you else like to... stretch the smiles? <laughs> yeah, everyone's got this Joker like <laughs> grin on their face. Like, look, we were having this much fun. <laughs> Our faces split open. That'd be good too because it just adds that extra element of creepiness. That yeah, when the sun goes down and they're like just sitting alone in their apartment with this freaking giant, hideous portrait. And everyone's grinning like goddamn goofballs from ear to ear. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was just going to get them something hideous in a brand they liked. I mean, it's risky. Like, you have to somehow assume that they're going to hate it. Like, I might actually get them something they like. Yeah. No, because to me, that would be like, yeah, that's true. I would choose something truly hideous in like an expensive brand that they love. So they can't be like, you got me something hideous. I'm like, what do you mean? Like but again, it's, you said expensive. It's Tommy Hilfiger. You're like spending a lot of money on this person yeah, that you just I want to buy a gift out of spite. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a great reason. <laughs> Thank you. But I feel like there's cheaper alternatives. Well, I mean, that's, that's why we're here at this workshop. What's the thing? I've like, gathered you all here today. For example, you say like a brand that I liked, like... PlayStation is a brand I right. like. Whatever you get me that's PlayStation, I'm probably going to be like, all right, that's a cool... I'm sure I could find you something you hate. <laughs> Sudoku. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's not it's not God of War, <laughs> but it's still a PlayStation game, I guess. You would be like, thanks. Well, I wouldn't be like, fucking Vicky got me like... If Sudoku. you knew I hated you, you would. Maybe if it was like, if the price tag was on it and it's like you spent $60 on Sudoku <laughs> instead of like the latest Adel release. You would probably know that if I got you something that was a brand. Yeah, but what? how do you know they're not going to just like take it back and, you know, exchange Ooh. it for something they do like? I'll steal it. <laughs> and be like, I definitely burned the receipt. Yes. So you can't turn it. <laughs> and the store's gone bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll buy the company. No, because even if it's like expensive, they can sell it on eBay and stuff. Like mm. you're not going to, like I think the beauty of a photo or like a painting of some kind is that it's harder to dispose of. Like it's got no value for anyone else but them. Whereas expensive clothing, someone else might want it. True. And you can come over and be like, oh, where's the picture? Whereas you can't be like, oh, where's that shirt that I bought you? Yes, you can. Well, the answer's in the cupboard. Like, it's not... Let me see it. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> then you come off with the crazy one. Yep. That's what you're trying to avoid. Yeah, that's true. Just get them a, a giant alien box set and be done with it. <laughs> I've got plenty. Yeah. Uh, I just got... Speaking of, I just got confirmation from the milk thief. Okay. I asked him if he wanted it back to sell it. The four, worth $460, apparently. He said, no, the joke is worth it. Give it to Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sweet. Did you, uh, the latest update from the Milk Thief, did you hear about it? I don't think so. He came near to one of those, like, comical... We should probably explain who the Milk Thief is then no? if there's an update to it. So the Milk Thief is a, a guy that steals milk. The end. 
from his office. Yeah. So this guy works in a big office where they get like a once a week milk delivery for their coffees, I guess, like the instant coffees. Yeah. And so he knows it gets delivered on a Wednesday. And if there's still a bunch of milk on Tuesday night, he just takes it home. Yeah. Because they're just going to pour it down the drain or toss it. So he's like, well, I may as well use it if they're getting replacement milk tomorrow. Yeah, it's like a milk Robin Hood, if anything. Yeah, if Robin Hood kept it for himself. Like, <laughs> well, it's like he steals it, like leaves it, you I'll know, take, for the homeless. I'll take from the rich milk rich. and give to me. Meal, me, the milk poor. <laughs> no, the milk possible. Maybe the milk lazy. But He's not poor. He could afford milk. No, but he's poor in milk. I guess so. It's not that he hey, can't afford milk. No he pun just, intended. He just doesn't have milk <laughs> at that time. Next day, rich in milk. Yeah, I don't even if know that's almost, how Robin Hood works. Even if it's almost expiring milk. <laughs> if Robin Hood was on the verge of bankruptcy. Mm, could Robin Hood give to Robin Hood? I think he could. Mm, okay. Anyway, so that's a milk thief. He was in one of those like almost cartoonish moments. Yeah. So he had... Four liters, I think, of milk in his backpack, and he was like going to leave the office on the night of the last night of milk, as we call it. <laughs> Is that like Lent or something? Yeah, a morty milk <laughs> for the religious. Um, bit of liturgical humor. Yeah, it went over my head. <laughs> uh, I'll have to Google that one before oh, yeah. I leave it in the edit. That's right. Yeah, so he was there on the eve of milk delivery, taking the milk. <laughs> okay. I don't know how many other ways I can phrase it. Don't ask. He was doing the titular milk thiefing. <laughs> he was. Anyway, so he was there and he was like leaving and his boss comes in and um, like opens up the fridge and there's like clearly two or three milks missing. And he, his boss like loudly exclaims as he's like getting out of there like the hamburglar with like the dollar sign on his bag. I can't believe it, she says. There's milk missing. What kind of person would steal milk? Does he try to argue? Like, No, he had to like do the, the what? How dare they? <laughs> yeah, he had to do outraged villager. So he doubled, you know. He, All he, the while knowing he was Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go hunt that milk thief right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who could do that? Well, that just makes me so angry. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I think I can smell the expiring milk this way. Yeah. I'm going to go get <laughs> that's them. That's right. I mean, I bet he'd even sneak it into his co-worker's backpack to avoid detection. We should all check ours for milk. <laughs> but he got away with it? Uh, yeah, I don't think questions were asked. It was just literally like something from a movie. It was the clothes shave. But is Minutes post-stealing milk. So the boss is actually keeping track of like how many cartons there are? I like to think she's got some sort of like weight machine that like feels when it like alerts her <laughs> in her office when too much milk is taken. It's like the Indiana Jones kind of mechanism. You have yeah. to like replace the leaders with the, <laughs> yeah. a bag of sand. Yeah, or like bottles of water. Bring back the old milk bottles filled with water. <laughs> or maybe half of the Holy Grail. Yeah. So the milk thief has, has done a lot for you this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I think that brings us to the end of another episode. You can email me, Ben, at InsaneRamblings.net. You can email me, Vicky, at InsaneRamblings.net. Podcast at InsaneRamblings.net. We'll find us also. You can email the milk thief at the milk thief. <laughs> at the milk thief? Yep. <laughs> no domain name. email address, but anyway. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. See that video of Ben cracking a smile which is the highest level of ben enjoyment <laughs> <laughs> facebook.com slash insane ramblings we put up all the aforementioned bonus con- content and a bit of bonus contempt huh. <laughs> as well 
Jump on iTunes where you can rate, review and subscribe so all the new episodes are automatically downloaded for you. And, of course, share our little clips that go up on Facebook. And if you see a sea boat, wish it. Wish it away. (laughs) As my mother always said. (laughs) Wish away a sea boat, live to see another day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. After showtime. <laughs> Your building manager has crossed the line to just open aggression. Why? What's going on? Like, he often will, like, so write something slightly, like, that we can take in two ways or, like, even a little passive-aggressive. He's literally just rude now. <laughs> You're talking about the notes in the elevator. So the notes in the elevator have escalated. Okay. So not only is he like, hey, don't put large things down the chute, it blocks it. The sign starts off, it's not rocket science. Yeah, we'll keep on getting the message. <laughs> There's only so much, uh, you know, leeway that being nice is going to get you. Yeah, I just feel like it's not rocket science is something you say to, like, your primary school friends. Yeah, well, now we need to be taught, like, tar- primary school kids because I guess. people aren't listening. But, like, You're is so- your property manager, like, my grade six bully, basically... Sometimes bullies, you know, might have a point. (laughs) I will pass that on to uh, to some school children. Well, if it gets the job done. Let's see how that goes. Listen, I went down to the recycling area on the weekend. You're supposed to, if you're throwing away giant cardboard from, you get like a fridge or a TV delivered. Yeah. You need to like crush your boxes so you can fit other stuff. Yeah, of course. You don't just put the full box in. Someone had like, there was like a box like three times as big as the recycling bin itself (laughs) sticking out of the corner of one of these boxes. It was like, it was literally, it must have been like a fridge that someone had delivered. (laughs) And they did not like try at all. Like they took it down to the recycling area, but that was the extent of their effort. I mean, I feel like they even did more than what this sign said. This sign was like, stop trying to shove your old fridge down the rubbish chute. I'm sure they tried that first. <laughs> well, I don't get it. Like, I, every time I open one of these recycling bins, you're, mm-hmm. not, you're not allowed to recycle plastic bags and mm-hmm. there's always, like, a plastic bag of bottles or something yeah. like, sitting right on the top. It's like, people are just lazy, I guess. <laughs> All right, here's my idea. Mm. We make the rubbish chute a giant puppet. So if you try and shove something too big down it, it vomits it back up to you and is like too big. Uh, I don't think you know what a puppet is. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, there's going to be someone operating it. I'm not saying it's without work, but yep. You could do what you're talking about through... A series of security cameras and other devices. It doesn't have to be. Okay, it doesn't have to be a giant puppet. <laughs> yeah. Like played by a man with long arms. Okay, you've got me there. We can also do it with a series of pulleys and cameras. And also a speaker that says too big. And vomits it back up. <laughs> I mean, it's a little elaborate. I feel like we can just teach people not to be assholes. Nope.
I mean, obviously, this, the current system isn't working. But. I mean, if you're stooping to saying it's not rocket science, like, you're my grade five bully, you need a new solution. And fortunately, I was bullied enough that I'm creative now. Well, we, we don't know if we need a new solution. Maybe this bullying will work. We'll just have I to, mean, you know... it hasn't we'll, gone well so far. Well, the sign only just went up. We'll see in a month or so. I'm telling you, the bully's the way. Okay. <laughs> it's in ramblings.